and boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to episode 62 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian, live from Georgia. Live from Georgia, where we're winners. We're big winners. Yeah. Yay yay for Georgia. I was really hoping to talk to you about that, and then, uh, yeah, all hell kind of broke loose today. What, What? Did something happen today, or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a, a lot of help did break loose. Um, in the ring at Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida today. Uh, That's what we're here to talk about, and nothing else. <laughs> Other than that, very normal day. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, yeah. The the. I mean, w- w- what we could talk about really. You know, maybe this isn't the place for it, but you yeah, know. I would. I'll be real with you, Jeff. It's been a tough. Uh, a couple of weeks in the uh, the AEW Instant Podcast uh, recap game. Last week was a tough episode to do, uh, being the Brody Lee tribute. You know, it's tough to make content around something that's you know a, a somber you know event that's made for reflection and for the celebration of someone's life. And uh, I got to be honest, I had a tough time even recording it with you, and I'm glad we did it. Uh, but yeah, it was hard to do. And then today was uh, a real interesting one. Uh, outside the ring, and I was excited to get on this call with you and uh, talk wrestling today, Jeff. I think it's what you and I need, and I think it's what our listeners need. Yeah, but, you know, it's going to be this, I mean, I'll be lying if I didn't say that I was, you know, like, you know, half my mind was elsewhere on this show. Oh, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think that's probably true of a lot of folks. And I think, you know, wrestling is an escape. Wrestling's always been an escape. It's one of the things that brought me to it. Uh, you know, it's an unreality. It's an alternate universe. It's somewhere else. And so you can, you know, tune out that bullshit and have a little fun. It's what wrestling was always supposed to be. And, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. So I'm glad, again, we're convening and, and able to do that. And we're I'm glad wrestling gave us a little escape, uh, you know, that was – not the reality that we have to deal with every other day uh, besides Wednesday nights from 8 to 10. Yeah, or 7 to 9 at Mike. 7 to 9 uh, uh, Central Standard Time, which I do actually believe in much stronger. I'm in Eastern Time now, but I do believe Central Time is the, the one true time zone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it is it's now because that's, I mean, that's the best, where I live. Like, the, yeah. the, the hour earlier for TV is really what makes Central Time Zone the best because it's not like the West Coast where like it throws everything off like uh, dramatically. But like 
you know, football at noon, uh, you know, primetime stuff an hour yeah. earlier. It is nice. It's really nice. Uh, if you're watching like a, like a pay-per-view boxing or MMA event, uh, you know, it doesn't go quite as late. You get yeah. that little hour reprieve. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, yeah, I, 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 I am going to be honest with you up front. My, my mind was half elsewhere today because of the, you know, coup attempt uh again i'm not really sure what you're talking about this is the first i'm hearing about this of course but (laughs) by by the way congratulations on the uh the senate win yes Uh, i'm very excited for one of these senators who got elected uh not even very but like mildly optimistic about one of the senators that was elected today so i guess the the other one eh, we'll see but i i guess the thing about osoff winning is that at least we might get him to hold off on a presidential run for another couple of years uh, maybe he'll wait another term because if he lost, there was no doubt in my mind that dude was going to run in 2024. The way I see it, we're never getting rid of John Ossoff anyway, so we might as well just put him in the Senate. <laughs> With that, um, this guy's never going away. He's you, like Benghazi; it ain't going away. Did you see Impact this week? I did not. Okay, uh, I didn't no, either. I uh, I, I'll tell you what I was watching, you, you, and you know what I was watching. Yeah, we got. I guess we got to touch on it real quick. Uh, we spent. A few days watching all type of other wrestling. Uh, it was Wrestle Kingdom weekend. So I watched Wrestle Kingdom live. I wrecked my sleep cycle for a couple of days. Uh, watched Wrestle Kingdom live. Very good stuff. Um, I did not see all of New Year's Dash. I only saw bits and pieces. Uh, New Year's Dash wasn't anything really critical. And, and crucially, it didn't really follow up on the big thing that came out of Wrestle Kingdom. But, you know, I'm going to hold all my comments because... Of course, the one thing we'll touch on, I, I will uh, have a you know strong style story coming up. Yes, absolutely. This. The one thing I will touch on for this podcast is John Moxley did make an appearance via pre-taped uh, promo package on night one. Yes. Uh, to from what, say from that what appeared to, from what appeared to be the L.A. Dojo. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could I wouldn't imagine he'd be in L.A. for anything, but I guess you never know. Um but yeah, he he did show up. He cut a little promo saying he was coming for the winner of the uh, Kenta Kojima match. So you know, Moxley waiting in the wings there uh, for that was Kenta won, right? Yeah, Kenta won that. Yeah, Kenta yeah, versus so. Kojima was very good. Yes, absolutely. Oh, a, a weekend uh, full of really good matches. Um, I, I will say just real quick uh, that the uh, Hiromo Ishimori match was fucking awesome. I love that shit. That's just great wrestling right there. Uh, Bone Soldier is a show stealer, man. That's wherever he goes. And with that, like I said, I'm gonna hold my comments for uh, the forthcoming Strong Style story that will be. That'll There's be- one thing I'll touch on later on at the end of the show, but okay. Um, so did you see any of Dark? Uh, just uh, a couple, a little bit of the Brody Lee Jr. stuff, but that's it. Yeah, Brody Lee Jr. seemed to be all over. And also, uh, Tony Khan licensing Tarzan Boy. That I did see as well. Uh, great Boy. song. Um, uh, Real Beverly Hills Ninja fans know. Taz singing. Yeah, that <laughs> was fun. Taz rules, man. Yeah, that was really great. Oh, I mean, we talk about licensing music on this podcast quite a bit. Uh, so you know how we feel about it. We think that more music should be licensed. <coughs> Jane. <laughs> Jane. Jane. Licensed Jane, but this is one more step in the road to getting Jane licensed, right? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I even shot my shot to. Uh, we should Tony, also to get. Uh, we we should also get Marco Stunt. We belong. 
there's a bunch of them that they that they need to do, and oh, that's who the okay, because I kept hearing "We Belong." I was like, "Who who you?" That is Marco. That? Oh yeah, Marco's Marco. not watching "To We Belong." Absolutely. And of course, uh, and of course, I am going to throw that out there once more. Uh, get aneurysm by Nirvana for for uh, John Moxley. I don't really know. I think they're pretty invested in Moxley's entrance, though, like the one that they made for him. Yeah, I think that's one that's going to be there to stay. I but, would assume. But also, uh, shout out to Dr. Dre. Hope you recover from your yeah, brain, yeah. An- brain aneurysm that Not happened. Not Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah, anything else we want to cover before we get into the show? I think that's about, about all we need. No, again, nothing happened in the news today, so uh, there's nothing there to talk about. No, Just I, wrestling. Think, I think we're, we're all good to start episode 62, the first part of New Year's Smash. Not New Year's Dash, that's New Japan. New Year's Smash. Very funny that they called it New Year's Smash. Live from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, just uh, really great with a microphone today. Another thing that happened is he uh, dropped a new episode of his podcast with a conspiracy theory guy, the guy from the Flat Earth podcast, um, and did some light COVID denial in his podcast. Pretty great stuff. Yeah, awesome, Chris. Uh, Talked about some some data, some some really great COVID data. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, Chris. That, that thanks for that. That's what we all really needed to. So do now, was... uh, with 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 a with a, a pretty heavy news day, uh, Chris Jericho and Jr. Both on live mics, and I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time waiting for something. Uh, but you know, kudos to Jericho and Jr. They did not make any uh tone deaf comments about today's unrest which i definitely thought one of them would yeah it would be almost assured that that would happen but so hats off to them for for showing their restraint today i suppose so let's talk some wrestling uh our first match of the evening the young bucks uh your aew world tag team champions and executive vice presidents matt and nick jackson and scu as uh i'll, I'll let you, you there you go say it Yep, you gotta say it. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian against the acclaimed and and Helico E. Jack Evans, the hybrid two. Uh hybrid yeah, this dope. was basically it, I mean, it was a spot fest as expected, pretty much. Totally cool with that. It's you know, fun to open match uh, open the show with things like that. The acclaimed's little rap, uh, Max Caster's little rap at the beginning was slightly better than some of the other ones. And I know you missed the opening minutes of the show. I did. did you catch the shirts that the Young Bucks and SCU were wearing? I did not. Okay, they were wearing West Texas Rednecks rap is crap shirts, oh, uh, but they said gracious. your rap is crap. So specifically, Max okay. Cast. Well, rap. That, okay, well, Instead you know, of, what? And, and you know it, what? That's very fair. <laughs> yes. So they they just specifically said Max Caster's rep, but I did kind of pop for the Kurt Hennig t-shirts. They were that's pretty that's pretty good stuff. Uh, I did, however, notice all the uh, the Go Big Show uh, trade dressing all over. Yes, the they're adorned the with Go Big Show uh, uh, advertisements. They're really going hard in the cross motion. The pilot does air tomorrow, so that you know is why that's happening today uh, on, on the Superstation WTBS the... Atlanta. Wait, is it? No, wait, you're just messing. <laughs> you're right. Okay, what? It's like, wait, there's the, is there still a TBS Superstation? I don't know. I'm just going by you know the. <laughs> You know, just it's on it's on the... TNN right after that block where they played like the monster trucks and like the swamp buggy races, <laughs> Motor Madness Mondays or whatever, and whatever that show <laughs> that show right after Motor Madness Mondays and, and, and whatever that show was with where, where they had like the uh, the the 
the very bad looking faux Muppet that looked like a cowboy. You know, it was like a talk show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, it was like a you know a country music talk daily country music news and talk show. Oh, and that's that, so good. With that with that whack ass looking Muppet. Anyway, <laughs> uh Christopher Daniels uh pins Jack Evans after a uh what do they call it? The 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 greatest Meltzer driver ever. Yeah, the greatest Meltzer driver ever, which, you know, uh, pretty ambitious. Yeah, a mixture of the Meltzer driver and the greatest moonsault ever. Um, so Christopher Daniels gets the pin on Jack Evans. Um, SCU then basically make a challenge to the Young Bucks. Yeah, they say that, you know, uh, Frankie Kazari mentions his prior promise to Daniels uh, that, you know, if we lose a tag match together, we're going to uh, split. We're going to go splitsville. So they're putting it on the line. You know, I, you know, I just had to deal with a, a tag team I really like uh, had a similar promise and they, they lost their match and they had to break up. Mm, and that would, to... that would be uh, the team of Violence Giant in uh, in All Japan Pro Wrestling. They, Violence they, Giant is a very cool name. Violence Giant, uh, Suoma and Shuji Ishikawa. And uh, yeah, they had to split up because, uh, yeah, because they lost the world tag team titles to Kento Miyahara and uh, Yuma Aoyagi, so... Well, rip to violence, giant, but I'm different. So, uh, we then get a live in the ring hot mic promo from one Jonathan Moxley. And uh, this was good. This is good stuff. It's John Moxley. Like, it's what we expect from John Moxley. It, I just miss him having the belt on his shoulder while he does it. But this is, you know, every beat we expect John Moxley to hit. Well, right there. I, I, uh, the intensity, I, I, um, you know, it's a great way to put a pin in what's going on, you know, him saying that, you know, I'm going to be around, but you know, this feud is not tech is, you know, it's over, but it's not really over, but I'm not going to interfere with the Phoenix match tonight. And like, I'll be waiting for you kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I was just kind of weirded out. He wasn't at the Tokyo Dome this week, but unfortunate that he was not at the Tokyo Dome this week, but you know, travel issues and whatnot makes perfect sense. Indeed. Um, so yeah, this was a great promo. You know what? I did have to, uh, think about something though. I, I do not believe that thus far we have had in the history of the AEW world title. We have not had a rematch yet for this title. Uh, we have not. I believe that's right. Yeah. So that will be interesting if, right, if, yeah. if when Mox gets to, uh, challenge Kenny Omega for this title. Uh, if we're ever actually going to have, you know, it will be the first rematch for a title. Yeah. So. And I, you know, I think it's good to put a pin in it. Uh, obviously there's a, oh, there's a lot this going title. on. Oh uh, yeah. For this title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think to, uh, to, to wait that out, I think is a good idea. And I, you know, Moxley can have a great feud with anybody and I expect, you know, whatever they move Mox into next to be very compelling. Uh, we then get a backstage promo with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy talking about Tremperetta being having a torn pack. And, Ooh, uh, yeah, he's going to be it gone for a while. Pack. Yeah, five months or more torn pack is nasty business. Uh, yeah, hope Trent makes a speedy recovery. And also, I hope Miro gives me his wardrobe for free. Good Lord. That, that, that man's, uh, that oh, man's the got, fit. That man's the man got was, some fit. It was just... Like, they should have just had Kip Sabian follow him around with a mop the way he was dripping. Damn. Uh, on that, unfortunately, this whole Miro, Kip, and Penelope versus the best friends thing still going on. Yeah, yeah, it's still happening. 
That's all I can say because, about it. It's still, it's still because, clearly, I got up because clearly there is no God, and that's why we are doomed to. God is dead. We're alone. Kip Sabian and Miro are still a team. Uh, and it was kind of a funny twist, him saying that uh, if uh, he beats Chuck Taylor, then he's got uh, Chuck has to be Kip's young boy. Yeah, for uh, a couple of weeks there until the wedding. Yeah, so, which they should, uh, still have not announced the date of. Oh no! Which, wait, no, they no, said I'm February. Sorry. That's right. right. I forgot. They're for that that uh, end the, of February. Yeah, the uh, the the bash of the beach or whatever they're calling it now. I think it's beach blast beach, or something. Beach reach, beach blast, beach, beach blast. blast. Which I thought that was a flavor of. That's a Mountain that's a Capri Dew. Sun, I think. Yeah. No, I thought that was a flavor of Mountain Dew. Oh, it's a Mountain Dew. And, yeah, I thought it was. I thought Taco it was a Capri Bell. Sun. I yeah. thought you could uh, <laughs> pop the straw into the little bag there. Oh, yeah. yeah I had the new Beach Blast. You see a commercial <laughs> in the 90s about it? Yeah, Capri Suns, you know what? They're low-key not bad. No, they're delicious. That's the thing about them. They're, they're not for us as adults. Like, after you turn nine, you should not be, like, drinking Capri Suns. But they are <laughs> delicious. Our second match of the evening, uh, Jake Hager versus Wardlow. And while I... We, of course, on this show are not opposed to hoss fights in principle. Does it have to be one of these hosses in this match? Because Well, I mean, it was good. To, today, of all days, was a great day to see Jake Hager lose a wrestling match. So It was. You know, but, there's that. But, you know, I, I could deal with without, you know, Jake Hager, you know, getting blown up within two minutes. You know, because... Well, he did get blown up in two minutes, and then Wardlow threw him really hard and then pinned him. So that's, you know. If you're going to have the match, it's the right outcome, at least. But, I mean, they even did a picture-in-picture for this one. Yeah, they did do a picture-in-picture for this one. But, no, Wardlow, but Wardlow's great, man. Wardlow took this big, large man and just, like, threw him. Uh, he's a big, strong boy. I'm expecting to see more really good things out of Wardlow. And, uh, you know, this kind of brings attention down in the inner circle for a little bit. They did a little fist bump at the end. But, you know, this this shit isn't over. And I expect Wardlow to be the guy who splits off first. Yeah, uh, and I, I know that there was a promo between MJF and, and Hager later in the night, but you know what? I completely forgot to write down when it happened. So. <laughs> uh, it was a few segments later. Yeah. Uh, he like went to the back. Hager was smashing some stuff because he was pissed he couldn't be at the Capitol with all of his friends, and uh, that was about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, our next segment uh, was uh, Private Party, Matt Hardy, and holy shit, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that uh, at, at first, initially, I was like, oh, well, this is perfect use of Snoop. We got a gin and juice thing going on, oh, yeah. and everyone's having a nice time. And then Matt Hardy shows up, and it was very strange uh, to just have Snoop stand there while they did all this other Matt Hardy, like, making them sign a contract thing. Yeah, I so mean, Matt Hardy, like this is like, uh, uh, like uh, what, which, which uh, one of Matt Hardy's like TNA gimmicks, right? Maybe million dollar know. Matt Hardy or money oh, Matt yeah. Hardy, or yeah, yeah, that, million dollar Matt Hardy, Matt. Yeah. one of those, like like that, something yeah. they call this something like that, and uh, so he's gonna sign them to like a management deal, and Snoop just kind of stands there and is like, cool, cool guys, I'm yeah, high, yeah, I'm did, Snoop, I'm yeah, really did, high. Did, did, didn't try to warn the warn his his, his fellow. People Snoop was uh, uh, rolling blunts uh, with Cody and Frankie Kazarian's uh, cigar brand. There you go. Just rolling up with an American American Rebel. There you go. I'd roll a blunt with an American Rebel. They're you know a, a fine mid-level smokable cigar or like cheaper. I and... mean, if you ever encounter Snoop Dogg, you basically are obliged to to smoke up with him. 
Right. Oh man, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? It's like I mean, I mean, he's on the on that list. Like, okay, if you're around them, you you are obliged to smoke up. Like Alan Moore is on that list because he smokes, you know, he smokes spliffs the size of chair legs. <laughs> Hell yeah! So Moore, I mean, right. you know, he he does. <laughs> oh, look, Alan Moore and Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt. Now that's one I would want to be in on. That's Ooh. uh that's a that's a circle I'd want to be in. I would love to pass that to the left. I don't know. I don't know if, if he would smoke an actual blunt with Snoop Dogg because I think Alan needs like just you know all the weed, <laughs> no tobacco, yeah. just just the weed, you know. So you're gonna get him like a nice little like glass like pipe type situation, like a bubbler maybe. I feel like he'd be like a bubbler guy, like not a whole bong, but like a small like water pipe, like one of those who, little guys. Snoop or Alan Moore? Al- oh, Alan Moore. Like oh, you no, know, Alan Snoop was, is just oh, plays no, no, gigantic. Oh no, 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 no. Let me tell you from eyewitness accounts. No, he 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 <laughs> he, he, he smokes huge spliffs. Big, big doobies guy. Oh yeah. It's a big old doobie, like a three, like a six paper joint from Trailer Park Boys. Uh, more like nine. Smoke, more like nine. Nine paper joints. That's so many papers. It, it is, smoke. but. Oh man. <laughs> nine, dude. I can't. Uh, they go. You're gonna get me into I, weed I, check. I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story off the air. <laughs> okay. I can't go to the weed store anymore to buy weed, man. It's uh, it's horrific. So, uh, President-elect Joe Biden, you need to heal this nation by uh, legalizing weed in Georgia specifically. Next up, we have the weigh-in between Darby Allen and Brian Cage. Now, why this the hell? Fun. Why, why not? I'm going to tell you why not. I think weigh-ins rock for wrestling. I think this is great. Uh, the first weigh-in I but really remember. It's, like, it's not a weight-based title, though. Who cares? It's for fun. Doesn't matter. The remember okay. Nick Aldis <laughs> had the weigh-ins for All In, and they like a bunch of guys. They had like for the top matches at All In, there were weigh-ins at Starcast. That was super fun. Uh, I think this is actually a cool thing, and because these guys have such a large weight discrepancy, to highlight it in this way, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought the segment really worked, and of course the segment worked. Tad was was the guy with the mic, right? So, oh yeah. It's always going to work uh, with Taz on the run that he's on right now. He's just crushing it every time. And, of course, we get you know a, an appearance from the man they call Sting. Uh, yeah, uh, Taz, he had to come help his son. Taz losing his shit at Sting. Taz got The way Taz sells, and all of Team Taz, Taz, Ricky, and even Will Hobbs and, and Cage as like the big uh, the big bruiser guys. Uh, the way that they sell like the the snow effect and like Sting's like kind of aura and his mannerisms really make this work out even more. This is like a sixty two year old man or something uh, uh, in face paint, just like in the ring, and they're really selling him as being like uh, uh, like still being able to kick ass and like having some sort of like fear of him, like an irrational one though. Like they're not like out and out scared, but like they won't still like won't you know step to him either. Right. I, I, they're playing it great. Well, because he's like a he's like a, a wraith, you know, at this point. Yeah, you know? yeah, like that. Um, no, it, it works. Um, you know, Sting and Darby with their uh, lovely father son relationship, uh, you know, is is very nice. I think. I mean, eventually, I think that's going to lead to a Sting versus Darby thing, right? It has to. I mean, that's Sting probably wants to put over young guys with the time that he's got left, right? I would assume that's probably one of his goals, you know, to, to pick a guy to anoint as like a next star. And I think Darby Allen's a good guy for that. Next oh, what you think of the new belt? Oh, uh, the new belt wasn't bad, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, similar. Yeah. It's similar. And, and I think the plating is like the same. The basis of the plates are the same, but some of the design's different. Now it's got a black strap. Looks good. Looks yeah. good. Um, 
on that note, the person who now holds the original TNT title, Brody Jr., was shown uh, from a segment on Dark where he's just, he's just kind of talking shit against Marco Stunt. <laughs> they didn't show a lot of the a lot of the other stuff. He did also say to Marco that when he actually does face him one day, he's going to be much much taller than him. I uh, <laughs> thought that was a good line. Uh, he uh, eviscerated uh, Japanese legend deathmatch legend Doctor Luther. Uh, Is he, that the one who fun. said he, he said he had a ball on his head? Yeah, he's got a dumb ball on his head, and now <laughs> no brain. Um, yeah, Brody Jr. went out and just uh, uh, cut a promo on everybody, man. He just went out spitting hot fire. Uh-huh. Brody's a worker, man. I said this last week. Brody's a fucking worker, dude. He's a, he's a worker. He's a multiple champion in yeah. AEW, and he's a bo- booking genius. Yeah, no, Brody's uh, Brody's got a bright future. Uh, so this transitions into a uh, Jurassic Express promo in which uh, FTR intrudes and Marco Stunt demands to take the place of uh, Luchasaurus in the match against uh, against FTR. I'm sure this is going to work out swimmingly for Marco Stunt. A hundred percent. He definitely won't get Shatter Machined or Goodnight Expressed is what they call it now. He definitely won't hit, catch a huge Goodnight Express. He won't get kicked in the face a whole bunch. Uh, he won't get stomped out in the corner. He won't definitely get tossed gonna... around the ring. Yeah, he... yeah. he definitely will. You know what? I thought this was a, a really nice way to kind of switch this up a little bit. I think it's going to be a good match. Marco is going to shine. This is going to be one of those like highlight Marco matches, and he's going to look really good because Marco has been stepping up in all of his opportunities. And I think Luchasaurus is still nursing some injuries, so to keep him out of the ring... Uh, uh way probably a good thing too uh so yeah this ought to be good i'm into it our third match of the evening uh matt seidel who hopefully will not botch you know within 30 seconds okay well let's let's let's, let's not be unfair to matt seidel he did do the one big botch but like the guy's good at wrestling yeah, he's not so good at smuggling weed into Japan, of course, but... Well, that's really hard. Even Paul McCartney got caught. Come that's on. Re- well, true, which is why I never... Which is why I, I couldn't believe that he thought he was going to get away with it. But, I mean, you know, it's bold to try, and I'm sure plenty of wrestlers have tried and succeeded. Well, there was but, a, there's a big story about uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams and uh, Giant Baba had to grease somebody's palms to, to so that Dr. Death could come back to all Japan. Oh, man. Imagine the size of the blunts that Giant Baba had to be smoking, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, he's up against uh, Executive Vice President and the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, joined by one Snoop Doggy Dog. And a, uh, a remix. Uh, entrance music remix. He was like, stop. It's Forget the motherfucking you. remix. Forget I can tell you. that there was something different right from the beginning because it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to oh, get the reggae, reggaeton. Damn, I wish there. we had the soundboard. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, <laughs> so I knew that there was something different right at the top because you could tell it was like a remaster, a re-recording of you know the original theme, the the Downstate song, uh, Kingdom. Uh, I could already hear that, in, and then it hit that remix. I was like, oh, there's a Snoop verse in here. That was fun. I thought that was cool. It's always fun to have Snoop on TV just like doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah, including the very end of the match, which uh, what did you think of the match? Oh, it was fine. Uh, I think that this match happened specifically because Cody likes Matt Seidel and likes working with him. Uh, and, you know, they did the thing where they worked together. Cody is just getting so big. It's really like it's very noticeable. Cody's getting large, dude. Um, 
like heavyweight Cody is like a whole new thing and we're going to have to start seeing him face a whole new type of competition and working different types of matches. And I think we're seeing Cody in a transition period and that's why he's having matches with guys like Matt Seidel right now. Um, I think he's working with his new physique almost because he's his moveset's kind of changing. He's starting to work a little bit stronger, a little bit stiffer, a little more strike heavy. Um, I'm starting to see that. I, you know, uh, Seidel's like a great guy to have a tune-up match with, you know? Yeah, I don't see Cody having a hoss fight at any time. I mean, don't uh, he's getting big, dude. <laughs> I like to see Cody trade chops with Wardlow. You know, I, I it's funny during the you know I I joined in on the Mystery Titans Theater uh, New Year's Eve show that you know we were advertising here on this program for a couple of weeks, and I got to see some. Uh, I I got to uh, I, w- I was part of the show during when they were showing. Uh, 1976 championship wrestling from Florida footage. Oh, which fun, I have I have stuff. never seen anything from this. And I, mean, I think I've I, seen some stuff from like the uh, like like later 70s, 78, 79, 80. But I got to see like Andre the Giant in a battle royale with uh, Dusty Rhodes in it too. Where Dusty oh, Rhodes wow. very daintily ran from the ring. It was hilarious. Great but stuff. It, but this was like the angle where uh, the Missouri Mauler like attacked Dusty and left Dusty you know paralyzed on half of his face. So he's like blinking one of his eyes just to oh, sell. Man. And then that's like Ter- Terry Funk wearing like a disco shirt. Oh, it, that's good. This is, and this is when Terry Funk was the the NWA World Champion too. Oh God, I, it's like I have never seen. I'm into that. You I have, have never seen links. this shit, and I got to see a Haystacks Calhoun match. <laughs> give me, give me some links, and I'll drop them on our uh, Twitter. I'll send some links to some of these uh, things. I, I actually BGTD podcast. I actually need to. I, I need to find out the link for this because I, I didn't uh, get it. Anyway, uh, the match. Yeah, it was kind of what it was. Uh, the 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 big story, of course, is the post match. Yes. In which Serpentico and Dr. Luther, for some reason, attacked Cody Rhodes. Which well, was... I, at first, so I saw Serpentico come in. At first, I was like, okay, well, who who's in the Serpentico exactly match this time? <laughs> he is, he's the most imitated wrestler in AEW. So anytime I see, like, uh, a Serpentico, I always have to wonder, is it just a different guy in a Serpentico match? Right. <laughs> but no, this was the real, uh, this was allegedly the, who also may possibly be David Arquette. So don't don't count that out either. What? That Serpentico is act, there's that's a that's a thing. That's a that's a little meme they have going on a little. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Arquette and Serpentico have like a back and forth that Arquette is Serpentico. I think it's like an El Generico Sami Zayn thing. Oh goodness gracious. Um <laughs> anyway, uh this leads to uh Snoop Dogg climbing the ropes and doing a very Splash, quote unquote, splash on the yeah, top rope. Very Look, bad man. splash, but you know he's, he's like not a trained wrestler. Years old, and he's high as balls. Like, and, and, and he's not a trained break. wrestler, so yeah. He did his best, you know. He 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 executed the move, and then he got back up, and nobody got hurt. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, it 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 it, it could have been so much worse, but I mean, it was yeah. still, it was still you know. It, but at the end of the day, it was fun, is what it was. It, it was. I thought it was a fun segment. Uh, like Snoop rocks. I that Mike Tyson, uh, uh, Roy Jones fight. Like the most fun part of that was the Snoop concert in the middle of it. Snoop's still a, a, a very entertaining guy. Uh, I think this might have been where we had the the MJF and uh, or, and uh, Hager segment because I don't Probably. have a note after this. But after this, uh, we have our fourth match of the evening. The for the AEW Women's Title. 
Hikaru Shida defending against Abaddon. And uh, this was something different. I loved it, Jeff. I thought it was great. Um, it worked. I, I don't even want to say it worked better than it had any business working because I knew it was going to work because Shida and Abaddon are uh, uh, committed to and believe in the story that they're telling. You know, they're both big cosplayers. They're both, you know, uh, really into the genre, you know, outside uh, of their wrestling characters. And they really brought that energy and enthusiasm to execute something like this into the match. So it had a lot of, you know, non-wrestling stuff. There was a lot of biting. There was blood. There was uh, spooky shit. And, and you know, Sheeta sold it great. Um, I thought it w was super entertaining and, and super fun. W w uh, you said different. What'd you think about it? Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, no, I enjoyed it. I mean, even though, again, they, they interrupted it with a commercial break. But... Yeah, there were a lot of, you know, they had to sell a lot of ads on this one, uh, unfortunately. They're really going hard on the picture of picture. Yeah. Which it's, you know, has its ups and downs. I guess it's better than just not having a picture in picture and just being fully at commercial. So, yeah. well, I mean, that, 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 that's true, but you know, it's, uh, you know, no, I, I thought it was, it was, it, it, it was never going to be a technical masterpiece by any no, and it wasn't, you, you don't want, that's not what you want when you have, uh, uh, you know, a wrestler like Abaddon in there, yeah. you know, Sheeta can do pretty much anything. And that's why, you know, that's again, that's why this worked because Sheeta can have a match with anyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was yeah again really well executed. Uh, uh, Sheeta retains, of course she does. She was probably always going to. I would have loved to have seen you know the title get put on Abaddon here. I'll be real. I think that would have been really cool. It, it, uh, it would have been a good little swerve, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Champ still the champ, think... and uh, interested to see what's next for Hikaru Shida. Uh, possibly now, turning here's... into turning into Abaddon in a couple of she weeks. She better turn into. That's what I'm saying, man. She better turn into a fucking zombie. Like we need zombie Sheeta now. Like it has to happen. Like she needs to like either be like, either turn next week or like be really sick next week or like she's not at uh, uh the show for a, a mysterious non COVID related illness, and then uh, she comes back and she's just a zombie. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing, though. You know what? I mean, yeah, this could be like Hikaru Shida's Great Muda version or something, you know? Yeah, I'm super into that. So, Sign me up. Uh, Her um, uh, uh, Kishin Liger. Oh, there Oh, there you go. Uh, on a related note, we had a promo from, from Ty Conti because she is going to be facing Serena D for the NWA Women's World title next yes, week on this show. Sure. She cuts a really good promo. I love her just like attitude and confidence. Like she looks right at the fucking camera. She really believes everything she's saying. Uh, she comes off as very natural. Uh, I really like her energy, yeah. man. You know, we, we didn't get a whole lot of it this week, but I'm really curious to know just what will be the direction of the dark order going forward. Well, it's going to have Ty Conti in it. It appears she's pretty adjacent. Basically all but saying I'm in dark order now. Well, at this point, maybe she she she's joining just because you know what my friend needs me, and she did do the you know the 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 sign as did Colt Cabana. We didn't mention that last week. Colt yeah. Cabana finally did the uh, you know the, the 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 little claw sign. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean everyone week. was doing it last week, but well, I'm I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking you know there's a lot there. We've talked a little bit about like where to go with some of the Dark Order stuff. I think you know Colt Cabana, uh, you know 
following through with what Brody Lee saw him as would be a very uh, uh, interesting and satisfying uh, arc for the character. Our fifth and final match of the evening uh, for the AEW World Championship, Creepy Stalker Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. Well, you know, I don't. If people, you know, have uh, have complicated uh, love lives, Jeff. Look, man, Kota's completely <laughs> over him. Okay, he 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 he's not mentioned him one bit. Well, no I mean, he forth. kind of has. He he did mention recently that he was something of a belt collector. <laughs> okay. So I mean, he he won a bunch of titles in DDT, and you know what? When you look at it, he's actually won more titles in New Japan than you ever really thought he did. I mean, yeah, he does kind of Ibushi. I mean, Um, it's amazing to say that like Kota Ibushi has quietly done anything. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember uh, back in Wrestle Kingdom twelve when Kota Ibushi was supposed to wrestle uh, Cody Rhodes, and it was originally supposed to be for. The Ring of Honor World Title, but then, oh, but then Cody dropped it to uh, Dalton Castle. So then suddenly, yeah. so but the match was still booked and it got moved down. It, it got moved to like the second match on the card. But suddenly, it was now a handsome battle, and the match became about a hundred times more interesting that way. It was very interesting. I remember that. I remember that was one of my. That was the first Wrestle Kingdom I watched. I think was Wrestle Kingdom Twelve. Um, yeah, that yeah, was, was the, yeah, the main event was Okada Naido. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the Okada Naido match. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm remembering that. That's good shit. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, just the, the, the ha- yeah, w- w- when the handsome battle is more interesting than the wor- Ring of Honor world title. Match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's Ring of Honor, brother. Um, what did you think of this? I thought it banged, man. It was uh, like a twenty-minute uh, badass match. Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, Jeff. Ray Phoenix is so good. Can we talk about how fucking good this guy is? Be my guest. Unbelievably good. He like he really one of maybe one of Ray Phoenix's best showings in AEW to date. Is that hyperbolic? Uh, no, I think that might have been his his best match that wasn't against Pentagon. Yeah, uh, pretty awesome stuff. Uh, the 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 sunset flip German suplex, oh unbelievable, God. incredible. The uh, uh, the the tope senton, uh, outrageous. He was uh, like it was like he was inventing moves. The, he, that he, inside he out springboard cutter. Yeah, he he might have been actually. This is one of the, and, and you. I think you know our listeners know that like. I like watching wrestling, but I'm not going to like log every move that I see or like mark down which moves were in which spots were the no, best. Yeah, you know, we're not going to star rate them or anything like no, that. And I try to like watch wrestling and let my feelings guide me through it, my emotions guide me through it. That's what I think really wrestling is, right? It's an emotional journey. That's what like, despite the doing moves and stuff, and I think that's what like a lot of traditionalists argue that spot like against spot fests is that it's harder to kind of build like that emotional like journey that a, like a good wrestling match is supposed to take you on this match had all the spots but also did that and was able to accomplish that um but really the moves were so good that i had to like 
individually focus on them because Phoenix just made everything look so great. And it takes two, obviously. And Kenny had a great match as well. But this was the Ray Phoenix show. No, um, I'm going to just throw I think Kenny Omega and uh, Ray Phoenix actually work very well together. They um, absolutely do. Well, he works great with uh, with both Phoenix and Penta. Yeah, they, they, they do. And they, they've had enough. I mean, actually... You know that I may may actually put this above the match from AAA where Omega won the the Mega Campeonato Ooh, off that's, of Phoenix. That's big. But that's of course this was all in service to a storyline. Uh, Omega does get the win and retains the AEW World Title. Oh, uh, also the uh, the V trigger to uh, Phoenix doing the kip up and super kick. Yeah. In- Incredible spot right there. One of my favorite like uses of like a V trigger and a V trigger counter I think I've ever seen. It's gonna stick with me for a long time. That shit was beautifully executed. Uh post match, Don Callis talks Kenny Omega ending Ray Phoenix's career as the Eddie Kingston gun uh, attack the rest of uh El Triangulo de la Muerte. Yeah, uh, I, I like uh, I like that it was uh, Allie holding Pack down. Yeah. Um, so as uh, as Omega goes to attack Phoenix, uh, out comes John Moxley with a barbed wire bat. Gosh, nothing bad could happen hey, here, could it? I mean, it, only good can come out of this. As far as I, I kind of figured, Mox was coming out like when they were like kind of like lingering, and there was still a few minutes left in the show, and uh, was not disappointed. Uh, that rocked. But yeah, this was not the end of it. No, as uh, Kenny Omega got a rescue from um, Guns and Gallows. Uh, good brother. Gun a, couple Carl, of, a couple of good brothers. Machine Gun Carl Anderson and uh, Doc Gallows, the current Impact uh, World Tag Team Champions. Wait, what are their sh- sh- talking shop names? One of them is Sex Ferguson. I Se- know that. Yes. Yeah, se- yes. You know, we actually uh, have a custom. Uh, bit from sex ferguson that we sometimes use as the intro to strong style story oh that's fun oh well, sex no. ferguson. yeah uh, yeah yeah sex ferguson and uh, and chad too bad chad too bad that's what it is and then yeah. you know rocky romero is uh oh chico el luchador okay <laughs> <sighs> wrestling's so cool <laughs> uh, so uh so guns and gallows uh you know Commence to beat down not only Moxley but anybody who runs in, including your 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 including my son Griff Garrison, your son Griff Garrison, uh, my uh, son his his idiot cousin Brian Pillman, <laughs> who I have to, his idiot cousin who I, I have to deal with sometimes. Um, uh, I think I saw I saw uh, Fuego del Sol try to pop up there. Um. Uh. Who else? A couple other tag couple teams. Other guys. Try to, yeah. try to try to hop up there. Uh. All uh, up until uh the Bucks, the Bucks of Youth, the Bucks of Youth show up. The Buckaroos. I- initially, they try to calm the situation down, but eventually they end up super kicking somebody. Who was they? Uh, maybe super kicked my. They they super kicked Pillman and Griff. Oh. Okay. Uh. So they uh. So Griff and Pillman went to hold Kenny down, and uh. Gallows hit one and Nick super kicked the other. I thought it was Matt, but was it Matt? Maybe, okay, Matt. I thought it was Matt. Yeah, a, a young buck. Yes. Pick your young buck. Super kicked the other, um, and then uh, we there got, were some. There were we got some two sweetings. Some we, two sweetings. We, we got some two sweeting, which I'm sure there won't be a cease and desist order coming from that from WWE. I don't think there will soon. be any ce- ceases or desists. You don't uh, think? 
No, I don't think. I don't because think I they thought can. That, I thought they already did that. They already did that, but that there were the Bucks had a lot less power and a lot less clout at that point. Do you think they'll fight AEW over it? I don't think so. Well, they try to fight. They, well, they try to fight New Japan over it. They gave Cody. They they finally capitulated on Cody's name. I think they're conceding some ground on some of those things. Okay. I think they're just conceding those things and like worrying about themselves a little bit more, which honestly is the right thing of WWE to do, like for business for them too. They they only coming come off as looking worse and petty every time they try to do something like that. And I think it's good faith with the fans whenever they don't. So it, honestly, them backing down from the two sweet thing is in their best interest. Well, it, you know, it, it, the 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 long shot of this is we get a a quasi reunion of the white boys from Bullet Club. Okay, so this brings me to a previous uh, Wrestle Kingdom discussion, Jeff. Okay. Um, one of the main themes of Wrestle Kingdom weekend is what's next for one Jay White. Jay White appears to be on his way out of New Japan Pro Wrestling if uh, did, his recent comments are to be believed. Right. Did you not hear the thing that I said at the top of the show, which is I had to say this for Strong Style Story? You have, but no. So, but this is this comes to a point that I need to make specifically as it relates to AEW. Okay, go right ahead. Um, so, there's a lot of rumors about where Jay White can be landing. I know NXT is a hot one, but do you think that Jay White might be bringing his Bullet Club experience to this reformed Bullet Club? Uh, I don't think Jay White is going anywhere. So. You don't think Jay White's going? To I I, I okay. think I, I think it is it is very unlikely that Jay White is leaving New Japan. Okay, fair. This is see, but wild speculation is part of the wrestling fan experience. Well, of course and, it uh, is. Without doing it, then what are we even here for? So I must wildly speculate before we get out of here and say that you should never. Say never. Well, of course not, but yeah, I well anyway. Like oh, I don't I, think I, that's I, very unlikely. I do think that he could be leaving New Japan. I do think that's pretty realistic. I think at his like he's in his late twenties, he's accomplished a whole bunch there and knows that he can still leave some time on the tail end to go back. But I think a guy like Jay White knows the value of being a, a worldwide superstar and, you know, having his brand around different promotions throughout his career. So I think an NXT slash WWE or AEW run seems likely for a guy like Jay White to me. You'd think that, but, and this is where I'm going to leave it because, again, I have a whole other podcast I had to talk about this with. Um, Jay's a dojo kid. Right. He, he's an actual young lion. So, uh, you know, I don't think so. Okay. The, the, young, the young lions usually tend to stick around. That's true. And he was only a young lion, what, five years ago. So it's not like he's had a really long run, like as a member of New Japan's main roster. as like a no, feature. No, I mean, no, I mean, he just made a event at the Tokyo Dome. You think he's going to go run now? AJ Styles did. He was much older, but AJ Styles did literally it. show up after main eventing at the Tokyo Dome. He never made an event at the Tokyo oh, Dome. I mean, that, that match with Nakamura was like. You know the big one there was it Wrestle Kingdom eleven, right? Uh, like, no, that, that was Wrestle Kingdom ten. Ten Wrestle Kingdom ten. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that it, you know uh, he showed up what he, a couple weeks later in the Royal Rumble. 
Well, yeah, but he had already been there 16 months and already been a two-time IWGP heavyweight champion, too. True. And, you know, Jay White's had a lot of success, too. And I think, you know, I, I just don't think it's impossible. I think the it, idea of him going to NXT is very realistic to me. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening, honestly. Okay. But, you know what? I mean, I think it'd be better off for him to be in New Japan versus NXT. But, hey, you know, the paychecks and the idea of raising your profile internationally uh, is an interesting one. Well, I mean, he, he's it's been raised pretty internationally here. I mean, he 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 was getting booed out of Madison Square Garden because he was one of the, the biggest heels there. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I and did further, not and furthermore, a chance to see that match because I went to spring break night, too. <laughs> true. But furthermore, keep in mind, it's also much easier to travel to Japan from New Zealand than it is to the U.S. from New Zealand. That's very true. Yeah. And especially now, because New Zealand and Japan both have covid way more under control than we do. Uh, well, Japan may, uh, Tokyo's about to go into state of emergency, so I wouldn't go that far. Well, they just had a Trump rally today, too, so they're, yeah, they're I saw that. Hey, you know what? This has been episode 62 of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> All right. Uh, overall, you know, again, I, I could see a good show here. It's just, again, my brain was just halfway elsewhere. Yeah, I state of the world. uh, It was a little bit disjointed at times, but uh, highlighted by its best parts. The title matches I thought were very strong, so that anchored it. Um, Always nice to see Sting. Uh, And despite Jericho being a big dumb dipshit, he is good on commentary. Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. I would love to, Jeff. Uh, Like I announced last week. Uh, I have a brand new podcast. It is called Fake Fight, Real Fight, and it is now available on Apple Podcasts, so you can uh, check out our RSS feed. Make sure you follow our Twitter page at FFRFpod. That's FFRF, like fake fight, real fight pod. Uh, to get updates on new episodes and other podcast platforms we will be on. Our intro is out now. Our new episode drops this Friday, two days from today at the time of this recording. Uh, So please check that out. It's with me and MMA's finest, Harry Mack. Uh, We go into a real wrestling, a real fight and a wrestling event or match. We pit them head-to-head each week. Episode one, I'm very excited about is WrestleMania one versus UFC one. We compare and contrast the two events. We talk about the parallels between uh, uh, mixed martial arts, boxing, uh, professional wrestling, and conclude at the end of the day that it is all entertainment. I think uh, wrestling fans and uh, sports fans are really going to enjoy it. So please follow it there, FFRF Pod. Also, make sure you follow this podcast Twitter at BGTD Podcast, BGTD like Boom Goes the Dynamite Podcast. Always updates and posting about AEW from there. And my personal Twitter at Thick Flare TTV, and definitely my Twitch which I'm not on as often anymore, but I will be back at twitch.tv slash thickflare. Uh, you can find me at strong style story without the E in style on Twitter, my personal Twitter, which is under, under restrictions right now because I told, you know, Ted Cruz to go fuck himself uh, at GD Wessel two S is one L. Um, there's probably wait, wait, gonna... oh, real quick name one wrestling move that you'd want to do to Ted Cruz right now. A stone cold stunner. I was thinking burning hammer. Ooh, That'd be good. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Burning a hammer right through a table. Oh, there we go. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, that being said, uh, there's probably going to be a, a a nice, hefty strong style story episode uh, with uh, you know several guests. 
where we, you know, wrap up and, and roundtable about Wrestle Kingdom 15 and preview the New Beginning Tour that may or may not happen, depending on if, you know, Tokyo goes into a state of emergency. Uh, there should be a busting balls coming, too, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to squeeze two podcasts in this weekend. But we'll, we shall see. So, Paul, any final words? Super kick Ted Cruz. And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye.